You cannot become a revolutionary being while staying hidden. Sarah Jakes Roberts. Let's get into it. And that's what day you go was about. I, myself. I, know I don't I shine, do I glow. And I'm it's seeping out of my pores that I'm a survivor, to do a strong work. woman, and not one to be tested. Don't be afraid to glow. As a matter of fact, <laughs> the more it scares you, the more you should do it. Hello, everyone, and welcome to She Said What? I'm so happy to have you here. Um, it's been a little bit of a gap between podcast episodes. I have been running my online boutique. And for those of you who don't know, I actually have an online boutique where I make lip glosses, lip scrubs, clothing, art, all kinds of things. It's like a one-stop shop for the... It's a boutique. <laughs> and it's called Glow Mob. M-O-B-B. Not M-O-B, but M-O-B-B. Because I'm a New Yorker. And for those of you that know, you just know. Um, and you can check out my merchandise on glowmob.com. And also go to Instagram at glow underscore mob, M-O-B-B. So um, go ahead and check out some things. I have some amazing things on there for Valentine's. I have some sales on many of my published books. If you want to get an autograph by me, instead of having to go to... Barnes and Noble or Amazon or anything like that, you can get it directly from me. So go ahead and go check out the merchandise. I am actually running out of books. People have been clearing me out of them since the sale. And I'm glad because a big move is about to take place and the less things to take, the better. Um, so once I kind of get rid of that inventory, I have to kind of see where where I'm going to go uh, with restocking or not, or if I'm going to wait a little while. So I hope that you're doing well. Uh, you heard the little message in the beginning of the podcast here where I said you can't stay hidden and be a revolutionary. Those are not my words, but words of Sarah Jakes Roberts, someone who I find very uh, motivational. Um, and believe it or not, despite the things that come out of my mouth, I am someone who believes in God, and I am a woman who has a personal relationship with God, and um, my heart is good, you know, and I just happen to be someone who's just been through so many things, and I use those things to teach and to, you know, the testimonies and stuff like that. So I was watching one of her sermons, and I was like, you know what, let me write that down because it's true. You can't stay hidden and be a revolutionary. And this goes right along with the podcast episode that I'm going to be talking about right now, where we're going to be talking about fear. Fear. Fear, and I actually wrote this in one of my books, is something that pisses me off. No lie. Fear. I go more in detail in the book in a different way. I have not memorized any of my published books, but I go into detail about fear because there's nothing that I ever had to do in my life without the absence of it. <laughs> I always had to do everything with the fear. So I never had the luxury of being like, oh, I get to blah, 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 blah. And I feel all right about that. No, 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 no. There was always fear. Always fear surrounding 
that new move that was going to be made, etc. And many of you can relate to this too. You know, I'm not saying that it's just me. A lot of you can relate to the fact that you've had to do things with fear present. You couldn't wait for fear to go away and then make your move. Why, you know, and why do you think that is? <laughs> Faith, comfort, growth. These things, comfort and growth, uh, they're, they're not friends. These two do not exist simultaneously in a space. Comfort usually comes after the growth, not before. So I want to talk to you about some instances of fear. And I may scare the shit out of you. And this may, this may motivate you to go ahead and do that thing that's been lingering over your head. Whether it is writing a book or breaking up with someone who's toxic or quitting that job that you no longer want or whatever the case may be. This is, this is across the board. Fear comes. And fear is paralyzing. This is why it pisses me off. Because I'm someone who is a go-getter. I don't know where I got it from. Well, I, I was born it. I was born that way. I was born that way. Um, I don't ever remember not being that person. I don't ever remember being a little girl and saying to myself, I want the latest hairstyle. But because we couldn't afford it, I see the girls at school wearing it. I would go home and try it over and over and over and over and over again on my own head until I achieved it to make it look like I went to a salon. We couldn't afford going to a salon. It started very, very young with me. And sure, I got laughed at because sometimes I ended up looking like a damn fool and I had to have fights and stuff like that. Um, you know, but that's that's the nature of where I grew up and, the, and just the nature of who I am and was it's not comfortable to do things with fear it's not but you have to do it anyway because if you don't then it will never get done and you'll never know and you'll stay in something where you're playing so safe and so small and you don't realize that you are worth so much more than what it is that you're doing, than what it is that you're in. Oh my God. Like I <laughs> I already said, talked about it in the podcast episode before this. It's not something that I want to constantly bring up, but just for reference sake, if you did not listen to the podcast before this, I talk about how I played so small in a relationship with someone who wasn't worth a fuck. A worth <laughs> Man, let me tell you. And it's because I doubted myself. And, you know, this person, oh my God, just ugly, disgusting, everything. Looks wise, I would never have gone for her um, under other circumstances, but I was playing small. And when you play small, you get small things. When you play small, you get small things. Many of you are waiting to hear back from jobs. Many of you hate your jobs and you want to quit. Many of you, there's so many things that so many of us are waiting for and we're trying for and we're wishing for and we're hoping for and we're praying for and we're like, please. And you don't know what the answer is going to be. Now, I can sit here and tell you to get on your knees and pray, but some of you aren't praying people. And I'm not, this is not what that's about. 
but you got to do it anyway. You have to move. If you get 99 no's, that 100th letter might just be the yes. And let me tell you something about that. So when I was in my early 30s, I think I was 31, I had to go and live with someone. Um, and I felt like a complete and total failure because of the things and the choices that I made. Um, I had already been out the country. I've, I had already lived in Kuwait, traveled the world extensively um, by the time I was 31. And I ended up spending all of my money. Like I made six figures. <laughs> I was was doing pretty good. And then I put myself in a position where I, me, myself, it wasn't spent on anyone else, spent all of my money. And then it came to uh, a screeching halt that I had to actually go and live with some people that I considered family. Now, number one, my pride was my pride was completely taken away. I was I was like, you know, if this is what you need to do, you need to do it. But it also hurt. I packed everything I had that I could in my Ford Explorer. At the time, I had a Ford Explorer. And I drove up to New York with my two dogs and I sold the rest of everything that I had. And I think I got like $3,000 for a two-bedroom apartment full of furniture. I don't like cheap shit, but I sold it all on Craigslist. I'm giving away my age. <laughs> I'm 41. There's no secret there. So this was 10 years ago. Um, and I, I felt like a failure. Because to me, at 31 years old, you need to have your shit together in my mind. And me having to go and stay with someone, me having to go stay with family, that's who these people were considered, um, was, was failure to me. It just was. I left home at 14 years old, everybody. So imagine me at 31, <laughs> like what? So I went and I lived with them and it was not a comfortable situation. Nine months, sometime I had to sleep on the floor, cold floor, um, in the basement. And <laughs> I just did it. But you know what? There was something inside of me. Number one, I didn't want to get rid of my dogs. I love my animals to death. But at that time, I had two dogs. And I knew that if I was to go overseas, because at that time, they were offering a lot of jobs for prior military to go and work in Afghanistan. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and do it. I don't care. You know, they're paying me $160,000. Um, let me go ahead and go. There's a chance I can make it. <clears throat> um actually backtrack a little bit. I wasn't thinking like that. I wasn't thinking there was a chance I could do anything. I was just thinking I need to get the fuck out of here. So I applied and I applied and I applied and I reached out to people that I used to work with and I reached out to people that I used to know and I reached out to people and all of these people with their fake asses, all of them, either none of them either returned emails to me or there was always excuses. Oh, you know, even though I'm the project manager, I can't get you in. Yes, they could have. Um, the thing about it is I'm not fucking you. And that's why you are not willing to do me a favor. Um, in the world that I used to work in of contracting, government contracting, military contracting, it's very shady. So I applied and I applied and I applied for months. I got so many no's that I wanted to stop looking at my emails. 
come around the seventh month, the seventh month, <laughs> I got an email saying, we need people right now, 15 people um, right now, 15 people, no matter where they are in the United States. And I was chosen as one of them to go over there for a job that I was unqualified for, making $160,000. And um, I was afraid. I was afraid because not Afghanistan was a different animal than any other place that I have ever been in the world. You know, this is the place where I've seen, where you're flying in and you're getting shot down, used to be. This is the place where you go. I have no idea about the people, the terrain, what's going on up there, the language, at least in Kuwait and and Dubai and stuff like that. Arabic is something that I actually um, was learning and stuff like that and something that I'm very familiar with, right? But this is Farsi and Farsi is not Arabic. Regardless of people and what they think over here, everyone over there is not the same. (laughs) Afghanistan is in Asia, Afghanistan is not in the Middle East and they're not speaking Arabic. This was a different place. But I had to leave everything that I had behind, including my two dogs, which are my only family. And I had to go and I had to do it anyway. Because I said to myself, if I don't do this, I'm not going to be able to move on and move where I need to go and make the money that I need. And I ended up making so much money But imagine if I never did it. Imagine if I just would have got comfortable with living in a basement and sleeping on the floor. Would have went off and started using drugs or gotten pregnant by some. Like there's so many people that choose another route, a familiar route, because they see other people doing it. Now, don't get me wrong. Going back to New York, I saw people doing the same shit that they were doing before. I could have easily went and got back into that crowd, even at 31. But I didn't do it. I still wanted better for myself. I was still focused. And I got to tell you, for those of you looking for other jobs right now, you're going to get more rejections than you ever can imagine. You just are. And then one day you are going to get something like I did. I was one of 15 in the whole world. Me. And you can call it manifestation. You can call it whatever you want. I call it God. Because he heard my cries. There's so many people that look at me and they think that I have everything together and everything is so perfect because I'm pretty or the way I present myself or the fact that I'm a go-getter and I keep going. But they don't know the tears that I've cried. They don't know what my knees look like from, from crying on the floor to God and begging out to him, please help me. I don't know what I'm going to do. These people have families. I didn't have no family. I did it anyway. I was scared shitless. We're riding over there in, in, a, in a fucking C-130, strapped up against the wall, can't even see out the windows, <laughs> flying into an unknown country. The shit was bizarre, okay? Actually, no, they chartered us to uh, Kuwait and then strapped us, you know, to go to in Afghanistan. And you, and you land and it's just, it's crazy. I had to get used to the altitude. Which is crazy. Um, You're in a very high altitude than we are over here. You got to get used to that. So you feel dizzy. You feel a little bit sick. I had to get used to the food. I had to get, I didn't know anybody there. I'm going there all by myself. I didn't know anyone there. I'm a female going in a male dominated place. 
with terrorism shooting. It's just, it was insane. My whole point is, I did it anyway. I saw that I needed to make a change with my life. And while many of you are going to have to go through changes, they may not have to be as extreme as mine. (laughs) But you're going through changes. I just want you to know to keep on going. And I have so many instances where I had to do everything that I needed to do with fear in my heart. Even when I left home at 14, because my home life was horrible. It was, I come from abuse and um, at the hands of a mother who never quite really got it for herself on knowing her worth. And I'm just going to keep it at that. If you want to know more specifically, you can definitely get I Wasn't Made to Fall in Line, which is one of the books that I wrote about. It Or you can just wait until maybe I interview one of my sisters or whatever on the podcast. If they feel open to it, I'm not forcing anybody. But, um, and this is not about me so much as it is about me helping you with your glow up. <clears throat> when I was 14, I said, fuck this shit and I was out. And I didn't know where I was going. I had a little bag. I had $20 in my pocket. I was 14 in 1994. And um, I was out. Now, I'm not going to get into specifics of how I made it or what it is that I had to do or things that I've seen or any of that, because none of that is important. The fact of the matter is, I'm not telling you (laughs) that, well, most of you that are listening to this are way past 14. I'm telling you is that you do what you have to do. You don't let anybody hold you back from what it is you have to do, period. If they're acting like an asshole, if somebody's not treating you right, in that case, it was my mother, I was out. I was, I've was. i been like that since day one. And I'm telling you, I don't know where I got it from. Because I grew up watching women settle all around me. Where the fuck did I get it from? <laughs> where I'm just like, fuck it, I'm out. Now, listen, just because I wasn't made to fall in line doesn't mean that Settling is something that I know nothing about because obviously it is. I talked to you about that oompa loompa that I was just dating. (laughs) You're not exempt from settling. You know, it gets, it happens to the best of us where we get in these modes where we just feel lonely and we decide to just settle. For those of you who never did, kudos to you. But I did once and I never will again. Because let me tell you, it ain't fun. So, um, it's just, you know, if you are afraid, it's almost like with the fear that you have inside of you, no matter if your legs are shaking, your voice is shaky, whatever it is, you have to use that energy to propel yourself forward. You have to use that energy to make yourself still go. I remember when I was in undergrad, I'm a psych major, and I'm also in graduate school to become a therapist. Public speaking was not my thing. Couldn't do it. Even when I was in the military, public speaking was not my thing as well. I was like, I don't want to talk in front of nobody. It didn't matter that I knew what I was talking about. I didn't want to speak in front of anybody. I would be shaking so much that if I had to hold a piece of paper, you saw the piece of paper, or the notes shaking in my hand. I would be sweating. I'd be wanting to throw up. 
<laughs> it took maybe five to 10 minutes until I could finally calm down. And sometimes while I was talking, whether it be that I was briefing commanders, generals, or if I was just talking to people in my classmates, I would have to say, listen, I'm actually really nervous. I need some water in a moment. And sometimes, actually most of the time, you get a little chuckle out of that. Because people understand what it's like to be to be nervous. Don't be so hard-pressed that you feel that you're going to isolate yourself even. That no one else has been through what you've been through or close to what you've been through because people have been. Now I know there's a lot of selfish motherfuckers in this world. There's a lot of people that will not sit here and tell you, I understand. I've been where you've been. I understand it. But you have somebody right here that's letting you know that I've been where you've been. And I have been in some places where you would be really, really surprised. And I am a living testament, not because of what it is that I've done, but what God has done and what my protection has been is the only reason why I'm here. Yes, I have a foul mouth. Yes, you know. Other than that, I'm actually pretty perfect. (laughs) Other than my foul mouth, I'm actually pretty perfect. But I don't give a fuck about your judgment. You know what I'm saying? And I wasn't always like that. I didn't always I didn't always walk around and not have shame. I didn't always be like, well, fuck your judgment. I don't give a shit about that. I used to care about what people thought about me. I used to downplay my pretty. You know, that's what the second podcast episode. Go back and listen to that one and get get some get some of that those good vibes to go ahead and do what it is that you want to do. I I downplayed it. But now I don't care. Because I elevated to a certain point mentally, emotionally, and spiritually where I am very much aware that people's opinion about me is not going to stop me from doing anything. And it's also not going to help me. It just doesn't matter. I'm not looking at you. I'm looking past you. I don't even see you. And this is not to say that I'm better than you. And this is not for me to tell you to be better than anybody else or act like you're better than anybody else. It's not about that. It's about we only have a certain amount of time to be here. And when I say be here, I'm talking about on this earth that we know of. We're not coming back. Have you met anybody who came back and said, oh, man, that shit was crazy? No, because we don't. Wherever it is that we go, we don't come back. And I don't know about you, but while I'm here, I want to make the best of this shit. Like Jay-Z and Jay-Z song, he said, I want to leave a mark that can't be erased with neither space nor time. So when the record, so when the director yells cut, I'm going to be fine. And that's the way I feel too. It's not so much that I want people to know my name or that I want to make, you know, so much amount of money. It's that I want to do what I want to do while I'm on this earth. I want to live and be happy and write the books and create the things and 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 help the people and talk to women and, and, and show them that you can make it too. And that I'm still a work in progress. That's what matters to me. And I don't give a fuck who who who's there, who's not. People are going to come and go. I said this before. Everybody can't come. They just cannot come with you. They just can't. And some of you right now, You're afraid because you know that. You actually know this. But you're hanging on to somebody. 
and you know the expiration date has been over. But you're probably asking yourself over and over again, how can people be expired? How can a relationship expire and this and that? Baby girl, I don't know the answer to that. All I know is that you're remaining stagnant as long as you hang on to that relationship, that person, that friendship, keeping those type of people in your life. You're not going to be able to move up that hill while you carrying that weight on your back. You have got to drop that armor. You have got to drop that weight and watch it roll down the hill and keep on going upwards. You have to. Because you know what your alternative is? You're going to slip on a fucking rock and you're going to roll down that hill with them. Is that what you want to do? Aren't you tired of being unhappy? Aren't you tired of, of constantly saying, oh man, I want to I wanna do this and I want to do that. And before you know it, another year passed and you're saying, oh yeah, new year, new me. And then six days into January, it's not a new year, new you. That's bullshit anyway. You could have a tomorrow, you could be a new you. You can be on a trajectory to be a new you tomorrow. You don't have to wait for these fake made up holidays. We don't really know what real day it is and what year we're really living in. This is a made up ass calendar. But that's not something I'm going to get into in this podcast episode. But the calendar's made up and so is time. It just gives us this perspective of what it is that we're doing day to day. You can be, you can make it, you can do all of these things no matter when. You could decide right now, as soon as you finish listening to this podcast episode, that I'm going to work on myself. Make a list. What is it that you want to do? You want to start losing weight? What are the steps that you need to take to start losing weight? You want to leave that toxic, disgusting person that you're with? What can you do? Do it anyway. Do it now. Do it afraid. Because I'm telling you, it's going to hurt. I said comfort. Comfort is not synonymous with growth. Growth, it's not. It's going to hurt for a little bit. It's going to hurt when you start working out. It's going to piss you off when you start eating healthy food. It's going to be uncomfortable to leave someone that you're used to. It's going to be uncomfortable to leave a toxic job. Because you're used to the co-workers and you, you are simply used to these things. You are not going to die. <laughs> if you give it a little bit more time than what you did last time when you tried it before, you're going to realize that each day is going to get easier and easier. Each day you're going to be able to walk a little further. Each day you're going to think a little less about that person that you left. Each day you're going to not give a fuck about that job that you left. Each day you will keep moving forward. And you're probably going to be scared. Still. But keep moving forward and see what happens. What's the worst that can happen? What? Good things? (laughs) You're already not happy. So you're trying to be happy. So what's the worst can ha- that can happen? <clears throat> I'm going to give you a moment to think about that. <laughs> hmm? <laughs> I'm just saying. And this is not me promising you and saying that, oh, you know, when you go after what you want and you do it anyway, you're going to be so happy. That's a fucking lie. First of all, happiness is a fleeting emotion, Right? I can be happy and then two minutes later pissed off. That's a fleeting emotion, happiness. What you want is joy. You want joy, 
right? Even the way I say it, the way I feel it in my body when I said it, I'm just like, joy. You know what I'm saying? It got, it got me feeling all warm in my chest, like joy. <laughs> joy. Joy sticks with you. You could be pissed off and have joy. You could be happy and have joy. You can be afraid and have joy. Because joy is something that embeds itself so deep within you on a soul level, on a cellular level, on a molecular level, <laughs> on an atomic level, if we want to get that. You know what I'm saying? It embeds itself. It does not. Joy doesn't mean happiness. Joy just means that you know everything's going to be all right. That overall, you know that right now this shit sucks. But you're still, you're, you have a, it's like an air of, you know what? Everything is going to be all right. I, I have joy in my life. I have, I have the things that I need, the fundamentals. It may not be, you know, exactly where I want to be right now, but I'm getting there. And that also sounds like faith, too. <laughs> that you know it's going to happen. I just wanted to give you a little perspective on that because I know that, you know, as you're scrolling through social media and you see these memes and you see these phrases and things that people are saying, talking about, oh, you know, reinvent yourself, be happy, do this. You're like, what in the fuck am I supposed to do? This person over here is telling me do it anyway. This person over here is telling me this is how you do it. This person over here is telling me, let me tell you, half of these people that are posting these Motivational things aren't even living that type of life. Did I step on somebody's foot just now? <laughs> Probably. They're not. It's very rare that you find somebody that's not out here faking jacks, that's really walking how they talk and they're not doing it just to take your money. It's very rare. I know for me, you'll never find another me. And I don't say that from a conceited point. I say this, the people who have the opportunity to get to know me and get to who who have the get to who have gotten to know me in my personal life. Let me tell you something. They all come back. <laughs> there has not been one person that has never not come back to try to get back into my life because they realize that they fucked me over or they did me dirty or whatever. I'm no one's victim, but I'm just saying. There's certain people, well, you don't, you shouldn't do this to anybody, but there's, there's certain good ones that they, they walk and they talk and they do the shit and everything is actually what it is that they're saying. Those are the people you want around. And when they have a good heart, and if you ask them, hey, how do I publish a book? They're not going to charge you. They'll actually sit and talk with you and tell you. I should be charging everybody for the things that I know how to do, the things that I took my time with and researched myself for me to do. But I don't necessarily do that. When people order things off of Glomob, I'm constantly giving away freebies. Things I could be selling, I'm giving away freebies because that's, that's just me. It doesn't make me a sucker. I like to see my customers happy. That means they'll come back. And when you have a heart of a giver, you will never struggle. I could tell you that right now. I've been in situations where I didn't have nothing in my pocket and I still ate like a queen. 
when you have a heart of a giver and you actually act on that and you're not a selfish ass bitch like so many of these people out here, you will never have to worry about anything. I'm trying to tell you everything is going to work in your favor. And if it doesn't work in your favor when you think it's supposed to or that specific thing that you want, it's going to be bigger (laughs) and it's going to come right on time because it's happened to me. I can tell you, I have been in, I have been a hot mess. I have testimonies that will blow your fucking mind, but that's not what this podcast episode is about. This is about you doing things in the, with fear, without the absence of fear. How long do you want to stay in your current situation? I know some of you are depressed. You don't know it (laughs) because you haven't been diagnosed with it. Or you just don't know what depression is. But many of you are. And you're afraid. What is this feeling that I'm feeling? Oh yeah, I have a history of depression too. It's scary. Anxiety scary. All the things. You don't know what to do. Because you haven't showered in a few days and you're like, what is this? Like, this isn't my normal. This is not normally what I do. I, I, I'm, I'm not eating. I'm not, I don't know what to do. Like, I have kids to take care of. What is it that I'm doing? What is it? I believe that there's levels to doing things with fear. And if you're at a point where you're not taking care of yourself or you can't take care of yourself in the form of showering, um, taking care of your children, your animals and stuff like that, and you notice that you can't seem to get out of bed or get outside, this is just my personal advice. You might want to look into getting a therapist, someone that you can talk to, That is a professional, not a life coach, because life coaches are not therapists. (laughs) Mentors are not therapists. These people cannot diagnose you, and they cannot give you medication based on mental health. They can motivate you. They can motivate you on life coaching, but they are not therapists. There's so many people out here who that want to take your money. You, you've seen it. You've seen it on Clubhouse where they talk about, oh, I'm a coach and this and that. And I can help you rebuild your self-esteem and this and that. Well, self-esteem isn't your fucking problem. Your problem is that you're depressed. Depression and self-esteem are not the same thing. Depression is the absence of hope. The absence of hope. Well, you just you don't want to talk to nobody no more. You've given up. You've given up. And you know what? Actually, depression might also be the absence of fear sometimes. Because I have been in that position. I was depressed one time for seven months, and I don't remember any of it. There was a very kind person who came and checked on me every single day. I lost 47 pounds, and they told me that if I didn't pick up the phone every day when they called, that they were going to call the police to my house. I wasn't afraid that I can remember. But you notice when you're kind of going into that. I don't want to go too off topic because I kind of feel like I am. And I have a tendency to do that. But um, if you kind of feel yourself going in that direction, because sometimes you can, just make sure you get help. So um, in conclusion, as I'm kind of winding down this particular episode, oh, 
I want you to take some deep breaths at the end of this podcast. Take some deep breaths. Make a plan. Pray. Talk to a trusted person who is about that shit, who is about getting shit done. Whatever it is that you need to do to help continue you to continue on this path of going forward anyway. Don't get stuck in that fear. Because you know what happens to people who get stuck in that fear? They don't go anywhere. I go back home. I see the same dudes on the block from when I was a teenager. Actually, most of them are dead. You see their sons on the block selling drugs now. And I didn't even know there were still crackheads out there. <laughs> I thought crackheads were... Ex- <laughs> I thought crackheads no longer existed. But apparently crackheads are still out there. It's crazy because most of the drug dealers are using the drugs now. And since when did everybody become a fucking cokehead? I'm just very confused about some of this stuff. I'm sorry. Hey, the name of the podcast is She Said What. I These are the things that run through my mind and I fucking say them. That's it. Because I'm very confused. A lot of people that I know uh, at one point started using cocaine a whole, whole lot. And it's just kind of like, I mean, then I don't know if they're using it now. I don't really talk to them. But it's just kind of, when did this happen? Was I in Kuwait when this happened? Like, what happened? So, you're going to do it. You're going to do whatever it is that you want to do. And if you need resources, I highly recommend going to YouTube. YouTube is not paying me. Go to YouTube and type in motivational content, motivational videos. Go to TikTok. TikTok is not paying me another good source to get some motivational stuff. I would not go to Instagram. Instagram is not going to motivate you. Then again, maybe it will. I don't know. It's up to you. But Instagram, to me, just like Facebook, is full of liars who are saying that they're making it and they're not. Not that the other two sources that I just named aren't, but they seem to be a little bit more motivational than the other two. (laughs) Facebook is full (laughs) full of people who just want to sit there and talk about their lives. Like, literally, you can use Facebook to make money. What are you doing? Like, you're just on there to to do what? I don't see the point of being on social media if I'm not making money off of it. And that's exactly what I'm doing. Through my products, through my books and stuff like that. Other than that, I don't want to talk to these people for what? I don't even know you. You could be a fucking weirdo. Not that I don't like weirdos. I actually do because I'm a weirdo myself. But you could be a fucking crazy, whacked out, stalker type bitch. And I don't have time for no more of them. (laughs) Just saying. Absence of fear. Do it anyway. (laughs) No matter if that fear is strong. Get up. Take that walk. One step at a time. It takes one fucking step. And honestly, most of the time, that's the hardest part. Is to take that one step. Not literally. Actually, literally and figuratively. Take that one step toward what it is that you want to do. If you want to leave that person, I tell you, I know what it's like to want to be leave a situation. Actually, <laughs> I don't really stick around, but I know in short spurts what it's like. I definitely leave. I leave. I go wherever it is. Apartments, people, circumstances, jobs, all that shit. But I know what it's like, though. I know what it's like to be afraid to take that leap. 
But if it's costing you your mental health, if it's costing you your relationships because you're in a bad mood, if it's costing you your sanity, it's not worth it. You're already paying too high of a price. And let me tell you something. You can die from stress. Is that person worth dying over? <laughs> Is that person worth dying over? Is that job worth dying over? Is that situation worth dying over? Put one foot in front of the other and start get start <laughs> put one foot in front of the other and start going you don't know how much longer you have here and that's not to scare you it's just the truth i don't know how long i have here either by god's grace you know i'll be 99 when it's time to go home like betty white by his grace Do it anyway, people. Fear is going to always be there. Do not let that stop you. Don't let it stop you. Until next time, I thank you for vibing out with me. Thank you for being here. Thank you for rating and reviewing and sharing the podcast. And um, and for being your awesome self. You got this. Go fucking do it. Go get it. Go. right, Like right now. Go. Go do it. <laughs>